go, this stuff actually really works. Wait a and, second. No, no, yeah. no, no. I don't care if you're the CEO of the company now. You can't gloss over it like that. You said okay. you tested this thing out. You rub it primarily on the frenulum, which is the underside of the head of the penis. So let's get to it. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well, grow up. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually like very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. Hi, everyone. Today's episode is on something called the arousal gap, which means, of course, there's an orgasm gap between men and women. And my guest today is very well versed in sexual wellness, especially focusing on making the sexual experience more enjoyable for both or all three or all six or all 12 or however many people you have, but making it a more enjoyable experience for everyone involved. This is a sponsored episode, but I do know the products work as advertised. And I've gotten to know the CEO much better, and I just adore him. He is good people doing good things for sexual wellness. And I didn't even know they're already kind of known in the swinger community. But if you don't know about them yet, you're about to learn a lot more. And I'm hoping today's episode may even teach you a little something about yourself. Okay, we have a really special episode today. Of course, all of my guests are special. But sometimes you talk about things and it doesn't appeal to everyone. Like some people are turned off by cuckolding. Some people are turned off by bisexuality. Some aren't into polyamory. But if you're into sex, and if you're not into sex, just turn this off. If you're into sex, you're going to enjoy this episode. Jeff Abraham, the CEO of a company called Promescent. I am so impressed by your ability to talk about something that, one, can either come off very clinical, especially if you have a medical background, or two, mostly men just kind of can't talk about it. Let's talk about sex, shall we? Now, I'm wondering if, if you've always been this open about being able to talk about not just the good stuff, but the bad stuff in the bedroom too, or is this something that came with age? It definitely came with age. And I think one of the reasons is being born in Western Pennsylvania in a little small coal mining town south of Pittsburgh. And it was the time. I'm 64 years old. So obviously I was born in 1957. Times were a lot more puritanical back then. You really didn't talk about sex. And if guys did, it was bragging. It wasn't anything that we'd have a legitimate conversation. It was about your sexual prowess and how much of a superstar you were in the bedroom. It was probably in my mid-30s that you know, I had moved to California and adopted a different way of looking at the world and thinking. It just struck me as really odd that for men in particular, being a man, and most of the people I talked to initially were men about sex, was how every man didn't feel like he had the need to be the fastest runner. Every man didn't feel the need to be the highest jumper. Every man didn't feel the need to have the highest bench press or whatever. And guys would laugh about, well, I'm really not that strong. But when it came to sex, every guy had to say, I'm the best. I don't have any deficiencies. I don't need anything. And it just, it was really odd because I've never really seen 
anyone look down on a, a diabetic for taking insulin. When anyone has cancer, no one looks down on them for, you know, taking chemo. It's like, well, I need these. And there's a lot of reasons why men don't perform at their peak in the bedroom that are physiological in nature. So why this, you know, shame and why are people uptight about saying I might need a little bit of a boost to help me perform better in the bedroom? So even and this was back when I owned a semiconductor engineering business, not when I was running a sexual wellness company. That transformation had already begun back then. My goal was to develop what I had were strengths. And I was always, I knew I had the ability to work hard and I was intuitive and I was fairly smart. I go, I'm going to be a businessman. Well, everyone else was dreaming about being on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And, you know, all the other 8, 10, 12, 14-year-old kids were dreaming about that or being on the cover of, you know, you know, People Magazine's Sexiest 100 Men. I never had illusions. I was always based <laughs> and grounded in reality, making the best out of what you have. So why doesn't that translate into the bedroom? First of all, there is no good answer for that. I don't know why it's still so taboo even to talk about the good stuff, right? So when we're talking about deficiencies, right, it seems very negative. So I'm so glad that you said that, that you're right. If, if someone needs help, they're a diabetic, you don't look at them as any less of a person. No. So why do men feel like I would be less of a man if I needed a little help in the bedroom? You shouldn't. I think right? you're less of a man if you don't focus on giving your partner the ultimate amount of pleasure, okay? And from Jeff, a- are you single? Jeff, are you single? Yeah, I am. <laughs> but here's the funny part. I always tell men that you can get the benefit of being looked at as the most selfless, giving person in the world by being very open and into giving your partner the best sex ever. But in reality, you're being selfish because you're going to get the best sex ever. Because if a woman says, I like this guy, he's intelligent, he's funny, and he gives me a lot of very intense orgasms, she's going to go, I'm not letting him get away. Therefore, I'm going to make sure. And you get treated like you're Gandhi, okay? Like, oh my God, he, he really focuses on my pleasure. You know, and I laugh to myself. I'm like, well, actually, there's something in it for me as well. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to, you know, like let the secret out so people go, oh, now I know why you're doing that. You know what I mean? And so I tell men, even when they come to our site, because we have a lot of products and we have vibrators and, you know, all these toys and a lot of guys literally think, that if their woman, you know, wants a vibrator, either incorporated into their relationship where they find one, you know, in her, you know, underwear drawer or whatever, that means, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. I'm like, are you nuts? Okay. There are literally two types of women when it comes to vibrators in the world. Women who admit they have one and women who lie about the fact that they have one. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Okay. It should be looked at as a way to further your experience. It's, but, you know, then again, that fragile male ego, you know what I mean? Oh my God, if she wants to incorporate a vibrator into being with me, or if there are times that, you know, we're not together, she's a vibrator, does that mean there's something wrong with me? Is that a threat to my masculinity? No, it is not. Okay. Mm -hmm. It means that as a woman, she has the capacity to have multiple orgasms, a lot more than you as a man, and she may want to do that. Or think about this for a second. Because of where the clitoris is actually located, a lot of women don't really climax during vaginal penetration. You know, it's really only about 45%. So why not give her that toy while you're actually together to allow her to achieve 
a higher experience. Right. You know, I talked to a former colleague, very good friend of mine, Elsa Ramon. I think she was episode four. I was amazed how long it took her to be able to introduce toys into the bedroom. And I think we women, because we're so sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to hurt your feelings. And a lot of men would be threatened, especially younger men, right? They would be threatened because, I mean, let's face it, Jeff, you really can't compete with one. No. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you charge it up, it can go for hours and hours and hours. It doesn't complain. You don't have to worry about offending it. It's ego. You know what I mean? It's like always consistent. You know, it's, I mean, it really and truly is a great addition to any couple's lovemaking, you know? And when you said that women have to be careful, the most fragile substance on earth is the male ego. And I can't imagine, because if you're a woman, you literally have to be sexual for your man, but not too sexual, because if you're too sexual, where'd you learn that? You know, like, you know, you have to walk that line. It's so difficult. And my message to, you know, all the males that I talk to and I, you know, when I interact with them via email or even sometimes an interactive chat or on a podcast is I say, take the focus away from yourself. Literally drop the ego, leave your ego at the door. Just relax, mellow out. You'll be better for it, even in terms of your own enjoyment. Right. Okay. But enough about dildos and vibrators. (laughs) You don't hear women say that too often. No. (laughs) No. And I love that you're able to talk about that. And I love that people bring toys into the bedroom and and you have products for, for that. But what I really want to talk about is this other product that you have. And I'm going to tell my listeners now, before I had you on the show, I have someone testing it. Okay. It's Mike from episode one, actually, who's become a very good friend of mine. And so I will tell you the results of this test. Of the many, many things that you provide for the bedroom, this spray that you have, the first question in my mind was, oh, come on, really? A spray? Can you talk about this for a moment? And then I've got a ton of questions for you. Certainly. It was developed by a Hogue Hospital urologist who happened to be my neighbor, my friend, and my doctor, Dr. Ronald Gilbert. And so I was a semiconductor you know, executive. I had a big semiconductor engineering company. I was very fortunate, had success. So I retired at age 53, 11 years ago. I went in to see Ron for my yearly PSA, yearly physical, and he asked me, for my advice. He goes, I really think you're a great businessman. I developed this product. And I go, what is it? He goes, I developed a solution for PE. I go, you developed a solution for physical education? (laughs) At my age, when I heard PE, I thought physical education. When I was in high school college, you went to PE. He goes, no, dummy. He goes, premature. I go, oh, like erectile dysfunctions, ED. This is, yeah, 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 yeah. So I said, really? And he goes, yeah. So he explained how the product worked. And I said, okay, that's interesting. And I said, how big is this market? And I thought it was probably 10% the size of, you know, ED, which was 5 billion at that point. He goes, it's about 10 to 15% larger. I'm like, my head started spinning. I'm like, he goes, actually 15 to 20% of ED is misdiagnosed PE. Because if a, a man has chronic PE, meaning chronic premature ejaculation, 
he will eventually develop anxiety-related ED because he oh. knows that getting an erection leads to an unsatisfactory conclusion. So he develops stage fright or he, uh, inability to get around. I'm like, oh my God. So I said, hey, can I try some of that? He goes, yeah. So he gives me a bottle of thing. And I was dating a financial analyst at the time. Her name was Carolyn. And so from the parking lot, I call her. I go, hey, can you come over this evening? I need you to help me evaluate. I'm thinking of making this investment because I thought if this really works and he's having trouble, I'll invest in his company, help him out. So she comes over that night. We have dinner, you know, the whole thing. After dinner, she goes, hey, let's take a look at that investment. So she's thinking I brought home some prospectus. Okay, I'm making some investment. You know, like she's thinking I'm gonna, I have something from, you know, you know. Let's see the deck. Let's see the deck. Yeah. So I go upstairs. I come down with this bottle of Promescent and I go, here. She looks at it. She starts laughing. She goes, oh, you're such a pervert. I go, what? She goes, I thought this was an investment. I go, no, no. Trust me. I am a pervert. But I go, trust me. I go, I'm actually thinking of investing. This is Ron's company. I showed her and she knew Ron because he was my friend. She goes, oh, my God, it is. I go, no, I'm serious. I'm thinking of investing in the company. So the next day I called him and I'm like, I want to invest. I go, this stuff actually really works. Wait a and second. No, no, yeah. no, no. I don't care if you're the CEO of the company now. You can't gloss over it like that. You said okay. you tested this thing out? Oh, yeah. No, I, okay. So let me get into specifics. So I tested it out. So when I called him the next day, he's like, what do you think? I said, well, actually, it's too good. He goes, what do you mean? I go, literally, I felt like I was in an MMA match. I go, she was tapping out after like 40 minutes. You know what I mean? And he's like, what? He goes, how much did you use? And I go, well, I looked on the instructions. It said three to 10 sprays. So I used five. And he goes, no, that's if you have PE. He goes, if you're using it recreationally, he goes, you only use one spray. I go, well, oh. thanks for telling me after the fact, you know? And so, you know, I normally, you know, last 15 to 20 minutes, you know, in that range, but I used it and I literally had to focus and concentrate to try to finish, you know? And Oh, okay. Hold on a second. Can yeah. we talk about the time frame thing? Yes. It's 15 to 20 minutes, even though I know people will joke and say, oh, I could go an hour. Well, no, you can't go an hour, but- 15 to 20 minutes is actually a long time, isn't it? I mean, don't most, how long do, can most men the go? The average man lasts about five minutes and 42 seconds during the average healthy male who doesn't suffer from being last five minutes and 42 seconds. This is from a clinical trial during intercourse, during penetration and thrusting. The average female takes 18 to 20 minutes to climax vaginally. So it's, there's a term for it that urologists and therapists are very familiar. It's called the arousal gap. But a lot of men like myself, when you get older, you last a lot longer. Mm -hmm. it, you know, a lot of times, unless you have a, an issue like prostatitis or low testosterone, it generally is confined to younger men. But I will tell you that a lot of people use the product recreationally because a lot of men normally fall into that, you know, five, six, seven minute range. And a lot of females take 18 to 20. So this is something that even healthy couples don't have PE benefit by doing this. That's why there's 7 trillion vibrators in the world. That's why guys stop, start, think about baseball scores, think about their grandmother, and they have all these coping mechanisms during intercourse because you have no idea how many people use our product that I'll have discussions with because I'm very active reaching out to our you know customer base and stuff. And they'll go, you know, it's really bizarre. I didn't really think I had PE, but I bought it just, you know, kind of experiment. I was curious. And they go, you know, I lasted long enough to satisfy my partner. But the last two to three minutes before she would climax, I'd be like, oh, not yet, not yet. Oh, my God, I hope she doesn't go reverse cowgirl. Oh, my God, I hope this, I hope that. And they go, I had this anxiety. I felt like there's this little guy on my shoulder. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> and, you know, that creates anxiety. 
And anxiety yeah. and intimacy are two completely separate feelings that should never be intermingled, okay? You bring anxiety into your intimacy, it diminishes your intimacy, no matter who you are. Anxiety should not be in your bedroom when you're intimate with your partner. So it's something that is common among men. Some have it chronically, acutely. Some men have it time to time. But it is something that almost every male in on the planet at one point or another deals with. Mm -hmm. And we need to be open about it. We need to be honest about it. And we need to tell people that there are satisfactory solutions out there that are safe, that, you know, are trusted, and they have clinical trials behind them. Right. So you were talking about the arousal gap. Yes. Um, I had read something on this, not that we needed a study to know. <laughs> Right. Yes. Um, but and I thought, oh my gosh, it's like it's like my cars. Like I compared it to our cars. Like so, I have a Tesla, mm -hmm. and we also have a '69 Ranchero. All right. Nice. So the Tesla, you know, it's just like you don't warm it up; it's ready to go. Ready to go. Yeah. To go. The Ranchero, you gotta, and especially if it's cold out, you gotta warm her up. You gotta let her run for a bit. But man, like when she's warm and she's running, she sounds fabulous. It's Everyone looks, it's, and it feels, it sounds good, right? So it's like that. It's like there's this huge gap into how you get to where you both want to get, which is the wow, right? Okay. You got to tell me, how do you use it? I mean, it sounds simple enough. You, so you just like spray it on Here's your tell people, and you hit on this early when you said to be able to talk like a common man. One of the things is when our doctors used to go on and do podcasts, People go, how do you use the product? They go, well, you spray it on the frenulum. And then, then people go, frenulum? What? So the frenulum is the underside of the head of the penis, okay? Mm -hmm. So you take however many, if you have severe PE, you're going to use the upper range. If you're using it recreationally, you do one spray. You rub it primarily on the frenulum, which is the underside of the head of the penis. That's where the majority of the sensory nerves are. The majority of people that prematurely or rapidly ejaculate, that's where it stems from. And then you rub it in and you have to wait seven to 10 minutes. Some people, it's only five minutes, depending on your body chemistry until it absorbs. One of the things that makes the product effective, we change the crystal structure of lidocaine from a solid to an oil aqueous form. What that means is normally it's a solid. So it just sits on the surface of your skin. Right. But because we change the crystalline structure to oil aqueous, you apply it and it uh, absorbs. So within five minutes up to 10 minutes, it's completely below the surface. So it gives you, the male, a higher degree of surface sensitivity. It also doesn't transfer to your partner. Okay. So that was my first question when I heard about this. Yes. My first question was, well, wait a second. How does it affect the female? How does it affect the woman? How does it affect your partner? Yes. It so very low uh, transfer or whatever. So that like, I'm not going to- You're not going to feel- I tell people that if you're with a partner and you're going to have oral sex performed on you after applying it, then just after you apply it, wait five, seven minutes and then take a damp cloth and just wipe off your penis only because there's a Listerine kind of an aftertaste. You know what I mean? It won't affect you. It won't numb you. But sometimes people are like, Listerine doesn't put me in the mood. You know, that kind of right, a thing. Right, right. So if okay. you're going to receive oral sex after applying it, I always say use a damp cloth because at that point, the active ingredients absorbed, you're still going to get the benefits. Oh, okay. You just want that medicinal taste because that's the suspension that the lidocaine is in. So oh. you just remove that. Oh, very good. Okay. So 
Like whoever's going to give you oral sex is not going to start slurring her words. Yeah, yeah, no, she's not going to. Okay, sorry. question. Yeah, I, I, that was a question in my head. And to be honest with you, all the products that existed before us that aren't eutectic, that's exactly what would happen. You would use it. It would completely numb you up. It would completely numb your partner. And I tell people that you would both be able to have a 40-minute experience, but no one could climax because everyone was numb. My feeling is if that's the case, just go take a spin class or a hot yoga class, okay? (laughs) You're going to get a lot of movement and sweating in, but no happy ending. So it's like, why are you doing it? Right. Okay. Um, So- I shipped it to uh, my friend, Mike, from episode one, uh, because he is a good friend. He will tell it like it is to me. I don't know how familiar you are with our listenership, but we're talking about swingers. Oh, no, I've done some research and listened to some of your podcasts. And, you know, I've done a ton of swinger podcasts. And, you know, I really applaud what you're doing, okay? Because I, like you, had no idea how big the network, you know what I mean? And the lifestyle as they refer to it is. And I always thought that, okay, the swinger network is like maybe 2% of the population. They're all these crazy, you know, edgy people, you know? And then I started realizing, especially after I took over this company, the butcher next door, the, you know, stock broker across the street or into the lifestyle. And you have no ideas. And, You know, it's becoming more common now and people becoming much more comfortable. You know, you can have a non-monogamous relationship and still have a strong, very good relationship. So, no, I'm very familiar with your listenership and I'm fascinated by it. Very often they will find themselves in situations where it's like they say it's like too much stimulation where it's like live porn all around them. They're having sex with different people. It's like their dreams have come true, right? Uh, So I think I can see where this might be helpful. Um, Anyway, so Mike from episode one tried it. He loves it. (laughs) His wife is very, very happy. Now the the bottle that it comes in is is pretty small, so you know you uh, you can travel with it. It also comes in wipes. Is that right? The yes. same product? It's a different product. That's benzocaine-based because the monograph only covers lidocaine. The spray is a little more effective than the wipe. On a okay. scale of 1 to 10, our spray is an 8. Our wipes are probably a 6. In a bottle, you can get a lot more active ingredient in. But people really wanted the wipes if they travel. But, you know, the crazy part is, so on our site, we make it very clear. Even when people go to order, we go, this doesn't have the same level of efficacy. It's better than not having anything. And if you want that little wipe that fits, you know, in your pocket without even realizing you have anything. So what we say to people is promescent, a bottle of promescent on the nightstand, promescent wipes on the go if you really want to. But our small bottle, we have a big bottle, a small bottle of the regular spray. The small bottle fits in the change pocket of your jeans. So I'm not sure it's chapstick. Exactly. Exactly. I prefer and I suggest the spray, but certainly we've done a buku business with the wipes and a lot of people buy both. They're going to a club that evening. They're going, you know what I mean? They don't want to carry it. So they just take the wipe with them and that's enough. But if you have severe PE, I would say you really want to have the spray with you. So they're both effective. I'm not surprised that he liked it because we do really, really good business in the swinger network. I've been on a ton of these podcasts, you know, cause think about this. If you're a man, 
and you're going to a swinger party, you probably identify very early on five or six women that you want to be intimate with. And unless you're Superman, you know what I mean? You're going to go, wait a second. You know, I only have a certain amount of bullets here and I got more, you know, people to fire at than I have bullets. I want to make sure that, you know, I can enjoy the fruits of this, you know, this event that I'm at right now. So we do very, very well in the Swinger Network. I'm not surprised. You know, and I tell people that, Sometimes they're hesitant because they've used one of the other. Pro- oh, I've already used one of those delay sprays that numb me. And I go, this is different. So that's mm-hmm. part of our messaging is this is the next reiteration. It's like saying a Ferrari is the same thing as a Ford Pinto or Ford Taurus. No, they're not. They're both cars. But one goes a lot faster, is a lot more efficient than the other one. So mm-hmm. it's very important for us to have the opportunity to be on podcasts like this instead of just running a digital ad where people go, oh, I've already tried one of those lidocaine-based sprays because there is a difference. And, you know, we spend a lot of money doing clinical trials because we want people to have the confidence to look and go, whoa, there's an actual clinical trial. Look at the data from this. Those are hundreds of thousands of dollars, but they're worth it because we're legitimate about what we do, the claims that we make, and we take this seriously. We were founded by, or, you know, by a urologist who, you know, was really into helping people and really into wellness. And you look on our site and you see testimonials from president of the International Society of Sexual Medicine, Dr. Wayne Hellstrom, you know, from Tulane. You see a testimonial from Dr. Mohit Kira, who's the president of the Sexual Medicine Society in North America. People are blown away. They're like, especially other medical professionals are like, how did you get that medical advisory board? I go, to be honest with you, and you'll laugh when I tell you this. Number one, they like us and okay, great. But number two, they literally had so much frustration out of a man and his partner coming in and go, my man ejaculates too quickly. You know, we need longer lovemaking. And they really went, well, we don't really have a lot. You can numb yourself both up. And they always tell me, I love your product. They go, why? They go, I've had people that have been patients for 10 years. They come in every year frustrated. And it's like, I hate it. It's disappointing. And I go, I gave him your product three years ago. I never heard from him again. I know it works. <laughs> and so I think part of the reason they like us is we took some of their most problematic patients and they That's went away sick. happy instead of coming back every year, you know, and yeah. having to disappoint them. Doctors now love to do surgeries. They love brand new consultations where they get to make a $300 initial visit. But return visits, when you go back to a doctor over and over again, because of managed care, they get to charge you like $48, you know, which doesn't cover their, you know, their malpractice insurance. Right. (laughs) Well, let's talk about um, quality. As you know, and from an Asian background, just let me tell you, this thing about male virility and you probably heard of the like the rhino horns and the bear paw this and the gallbladder that and just really weird stuff. And it's amazing the lengths people will go to, the stuff they will try if it's going to make it better, right? It is amazing what's out there. So if you're going to use something, and especially if it's going on your body, it's going to be absorbed into your body. If it's going into your body, if you're taking supplements, you better be going for the best that you can afford. Don't go to the gas station and get the gas station or convenience shop boner <laughs> pills. or le- the- It's crazy. It's so funny because you and I think so much alike. I tell people all the time, when I first took over this job, I did a competitive landscape. Because if you're going to run a company, you go, who are we competing against? I wish I was kidding, but it was deer antler extract, bull testicle derivative, shark fin, bear claw. I'm like... How bad is this problem where people go, give me some bear claw. Maybe that'll help. 
Right. You really want to understand the gravity of this problem and companies recognizing how much potential there is and how widespread this is. They're doing a clinical trial right now shooting Botox into men's penises for PE. I'm like, what? Okay, so this shows you how severe this problem is. And this company that makes that much money goes, hey, let's see if we can help in this area. That'd be a big market. Men and couples will do anything if they think it enhances their sexuality. First of all, start with the most, the least invasive thing possible and then work your way up before you take the risk of something that, you know, you have to ingest or something that you have to take shots and that obviously it has, you know, massive side effects. One of the things that they use for PE prior to promescent, we're in the protocol of 2,200 urologists. Now, there's 2,200 urologists that mention us by name in their protocol for PE. Believe it or not, what they used to use were the SSRIs, commonly known as serotonin, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. But to the layman, they're depression drugs, Paxil, Prozac, Zoloft. Okay. So if you take any one of those three drugs for men, they will last longer. But here's the thing. The side effects are dry mouth, nausea, vomiting, and loss of libido, okay? I'm like, wait a second. I'd rather have PE, okay? I mean, first of all, okay, so I take this, and so I have no libido? Okay, I can last long if I ever really had the desire to have sex, which I don't (laughs) have. I have dry mouth, nausea. I might vomit on my partner. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, well, I think, you know, that's, to me, Using SSRIs for PE is like putting out a candle with a fire hose, okay? It's like, that's a little bit of overkill. And it's off-label, okay? So that's not what it's intended for. So doctors have a lot of liability in prescribing that. And another side effect is suicidal thoughts, because people that aren't depressed aren't supposed to be taking SSRIs. So that's why it's always, you got to be really careful. And like we were talking about before, there's a lot of these over-the-counter boner pills that they sell, you know, in gas stations and stuff that have been busted for putting sildenafil in the actual supposedly herbal medications. And that is so dangerous because sildenafil is a regulated drug by prescription only because it can kill you if you have heart issues, okay? So you've got to be really, really careful. Do your homework. Make sure that whatever you're buying is manufactured under pharmaceutical-grade conditions. It has clinical trials. It has medical certainty that medical professionals are telling you this is safe. Going back to your example from earlier, if you have a medical issue, you wouldn't just go and buy something from the gas station or something, you know, just because you heard it might work, don't know what's in it, right? So when it comes to sex, why would you do that? Right. When it comes to sex, why are people willing to use products that are not tested, that aren't proven to really work, but yet they do? Why is it that we'll spend thousands of dollars a year on, you know, diets and eating right and eating organic and personal trainers and gym memberships and all these wellness issues? Then when it comes to sex, which eventually is at the end of that funnel, which a lot of people are doing everything else and spending thousands and thousands of dollars. And they go, well, for that, I'll go buy a $5 pack of whatever that I don't know from a convenience store or a gas station. Just like you said, it makes no sense. Okay. If anything, you should put the same amount of effort and time and research, and you should use the same methodology for enhancing your sex life that you use for your diet for your exercise routine, for your, you know, your, your looks in terms of, you know, cosmetics and everything else. 
use the same amount of care and time. Absolutely. Besides this spray that you have, what else do you guys have? Because I I saw some of it. I'm sure I haven't seen all of your products. You you have a lot of stuff, yes? Yeah, we do. There's three, I call them foundational products. Okay. And then we have a lot of complementary products. We have condoms, we have lubes and, you know, that type of stuff. And they're all good, but they're not something revolutionary or evolutionary. You go, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. But there's three foundational products that I tell people that this is why you come to the Promescent site. This is why you go wherever and you buy Promescent. The first one is a delay spray. It is clearly the best in that breed. Our second product is called Vitaflux. It's a nitric oxide supplement. And let me explain what that is. So nitric oxide supplements are very safe. In our case, we have all three. We have L-carnitine, L-citrulline, and L-arginine, but they're also infused with magnesium and zinc, which are known for promoting good sexual health. So what it does, a nitric oxide supplement, it promotes oxygen. It promotes uh, blood flow. It actually has non-sexual benefits. It helps you recover from working out, from stress, because the way that you recover when you have any kind of trauma, whether it's muscular or whatever is by getting oxygenated rich blood into that area, and that helps you recover. So it also helps you in that regard. Because it improves, improves blood flow, if you're a man, it gives you a firmer erection. If you're a woman, it gives you enhanced blood flow into your you know, labia, into your clitoris, which increases arousal. So it's good for libido as well. We have epithelial layers covering all the arteries and veins in our body. And what that does, it's very supple when you're young. It allows good stuff, hormones, vitamins, nutrients to get into your bloodstream. It keeps the bad stuff out, viruses, bacteria, that type of stuff. As you age, the epithelial layer hardens. When that epithelial layer hardens, it becomes even better at keeping the bad stuff out. But unfortunately, it starts keeping the good stuff out. It slows hormone absorption and everything. So men and women both get a little bit less lean muscle, a little more body fat because their hormones don't absorb well. And your libido goes down because your hormones don't absorb well. Women also, when they age, they get into their mid to late 30s, early 40s. A lot of them lose the ability to lubricate naturally as they did when they were younger. And that's because the hormones don't absorb quite well. Then when you go through the change, then it is magnified. So for a woman, by softening the epithelial layer and allowing better hormone absorption, not only will you get a more youthful you know, composition, you know, a little more muscle, a little less body fat, but you'll regain that ability to lubricate that you begin to lose as you age. So that's been a big seller for women. But the enhanced libido as people age, sometimes the libido slows down, is a very good thing. And it's not a product that if you are impotent and you need Viagra, that you're going to become suddenly, you know, some raging stallion by using Vitaflux. But the average man, it will increase his rigidness or firmness of his erection by about 5%, which for a lot of men, especially as you begin to age, you know, you want that vitality like you used to feel. You want that libido like you used to feel. So that's been a very, very good product for us. Our third product that I call one of our foundational products is a female arousal gel. And at first I was kind of skeptical because a lot of our customers start asking me, oh, you need to go into female arousal gels. You know, it's a big area right now. And so we did some experimentation. I was trying a bunch of different products and my girlfriend at the time was like, yeah, you know, this one works really well. This one works really well. Then we came to the one we eventually settled on. She goes, I really like this one. I go, really? She goes, yeah, it's not anything crazy, but it just warms the area. And she goes, when I feel warm, I begin to lubricate, I begin to moisturize and it just enhances my libido. And so myself and three of my main 
lieutenants at my company, we had all tried it out and we all got the same feedback from our partners. Like, I really like this one. So we launched it and it took off immediately. And it really solidified our standing and our growth in the female part of our business. And there's a a swingers podcast called Two Wild Orchids. And it's so funny because I've done their podcast, I think, four times now. So it must have been the second or third time I was doing it. And one of the gals says to me, we're sitting there, you know, having this you know, podcast. And I can see them just like I can see you right now from the waist up. And she says, guess what I'm wearing? She goes, I'm wearing your female arousal gel. I'm like, what? <laughs> she goes, I discovered that in the morning, I just put a little bit on. And she goes, I just feel like just sensuous and I just feel like turned on all day she goes sometimes at lunch she goes I go in for another dab and I she goes by the time I get home I feel like I've had eight hours of foreplay and I'm really ready to go and I was like oh my god what about that it's so crazy and we've had other women tell us that you know I don't use it just for sex I just love feeling sensual I love feeling aroused I love the feeling of like, I'm just feeling sexual. Even if I know I'm not going to see my partner for another eight or 10 hours, I love the idea of just feeling vibrant and sexual, you know? And it really hit home when some women actually told me, I like wearing it during the day because let's face it, when you feel sensual and you feel sexual and you feel desired, you're a better mother, you're a better father, you're a better brother, you're a better sister, you're a better boss, you're a better employee, because that confidence and that the way that you radiate, it's just, it's contagious. And I believe that that's what, you know, a lot of men will say, you know, when I'm not in a relationship, I can't buy a date. You know what I mean? But when I'm in a good relationship, everyone wants to be around me. And I go to them, I go, think about that. You know why that is? Because you have the confidence and you feel good about yourself because you're feeling desired and wanted and you're feeling sexual and people go, I want a piece of whatever that is because they feel that positive vibe. And when you aren't in a relationship and you're (laughs) feeling non-desired and unloved, you have an air of desperation and you scare people off because you have this negative feeling. So it's not the idea that, well, I'm in a relationship so people want me. It's not that at all. They want a part of that aura that you're projecting. You know what I mean? They want a part of that confidence that they feel. And that's the same thing that I think that female arousal gel gives a lot of women is during the day, they feel sexual. They feel sensual. They It kind of sets that tone. Yeah, because you exude it. You right? exude it, exactly. Um, you know, when you were talking about the uh, Vitaflex, right? Yes. So I was telling my husband about this. So he, he goes, I know the guy who invented that. I'm like, the guy who invented what? N- nitric, whatever, what do you, what do you call nitric that? Nitric oxide, yeah. Yes. The, the, this is a nitric oxide supplement, but that one only had two amino acids. This one has three plus zinc and magnesium. This one's specifically formulated for sex as well as wellness. The one he's, this is a derivative of that product. Interesting. How old is your husband? Oh, he's 49. You should definitely give him a bottle of Vitaflux. Yeah, he's going to try it. Okay, good. Good. Because if nothing else, he's very into health. That has benefits far beyond sexual. I mean, it really does. I mean, if he works out, if he's, you know, ever stressed out, you know, that kind of stuff. And like I said, if nothing else, it helps soften that epithelial layer, which will 
aid in hormone absorption because as you age, unless you're one of these freaks of nature, everyone has a couple of friends that you're like, I don't know what that guy's on, okay? But certain people just have good genetics and good chemistry, you know, that kind of thing. But the average person really, after age 40, every male loses a half a percent of lean muscle tissue and gains a half a percent of body fat. If you do everything exactly the same, that's inevitable. That will happen. That's why they say you got to work out twice as hard to be in half as good a shape once you get over 50. The other thing is, and tell me if you think I'm right, if you're having sex and you're enjoying it, when you enjoy your sex life, it affects everything else in your life. Everything. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else universally that really is a key to whether a person is happy or unhappy than their sex life. My thanks to Jeff for sharing his awesome products with our listeners. An update now on our testing. Mike and Wendy report they're especially happy with the female arousal gel. Wendy had been having some issues with libido, and now she's, as they say, happy as a clam. All right, next time on Consenting Adults. Unsatisfactory intercourse leads to a total lifestyle change. When we had penis and and vagina sex, it just didn't do it for me. It just didn't. And we had tried different positions. We had tried different things. We both ended up getting frustrated. Then again, we weren't communicating. So it just, it was a slippery slope but going down a bad path. So not not the good slippery slope. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) We take a deep dive into the differences between FLR, femdom, and cuckolding. That's next time on Consenting Adults.